Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post up together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Who's ready to hear an inspirational weight loss surgery story? Today, I have a beautiful person. Her name is Chai Lin. I love her name. Did I say it right? You did. I did. Oh, wow. (laughs) She's super cool. We actually met at the Tacoma event. And I think you were talking to my husband. And then I came over and you were just going to have surgery. It was still pre-op and I was hoping to have it like within the next month, but it ended up being a few months later. And you came, that was, that was your first bariatric event. It was. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to tell her story and I'm so excited that you're here. So the Tacoma event was April the 30th or 20 something. Yeah. The end of April. Yeah. I'm old, so I can't remember how to think. Same. (laughs) You were going to have, so it was your first event. How was that for your first event? Was that like super scary? Well, was it traumatizing? People said it was traumatizing. To me, no, I, for me, it was not traumatizing at all. Uh, Doug, your husband, his name's Doug, right? Uh Uh-huh. He shared a very personal story and, oh, I'm going to get teary. I thinking about it, but I found it very touching and, um, he was so vulnerable sharing Mm -hmm. like his own journey and the whole purpose of why your story is important. Yeah. And, um, I, I found, I found it very yeah, it's Helpful. really, you know, sometimes our story is, are a lot darker and they go a yeah. lot deeper than, and so it, he's been in the military for 25 years. Mm-hmm. He's retiring. He's actually going to be done with the military in February. And wow, so, that'll be so nice for y'all. So he's had like seven years deployment. He's been through a lot in his life. He's been in the military since he was 17 years old and he's yeah. 40 one wow Um, so he's been in there a long long time I'm glad you had fun and it was yeah meet some people I did I met a handful of people and I'm still in contact with them and that was great to meet them and so you know it's nice to have events kind of locally and you can meet some core people that you can connect with and do other like get togethers or whatnot but it was like my first event that I actually have gone through like since COVID happened you know Mm, yeah so it was a little like oh my gosh am I gonna be okay not wearing a mask and all that standing too close to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um that aspect was I was a little nervous for but the actual going and meeting people um, it was great. And it was just, everybody was so kind and supportive. And that's what I really love about our bariatric community. Um, I mean, you got those outliers that maybe aren't so kind or whatever, but, um, my experience has been, um, good. So one thing I've learned, cause I'm 51 is no matter where you go, I mean, you can go to a new church and you're just, oh, I love God. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. And everybody's so beautiful and great, but you're going to have a few little devils in there. And that's everything. That's life. Yeah. You just kind of take it and like, okay, well, eh." and then, you know, it's just the way it is. And so, yeah, but there's a lot of amazing people in the community and, you know, it's exciting. 
you had your surgery on what date? So my surgery was on August 1st and of 2022. So just, I'm just a little over three months post-op now. And uh, so um, I had kind of, you know, I'm one of these people before I do anything, I research the living daylights out of it, you know? I read, and that's one of the things, how I found you in your podcast was uh, just Googling. And I wanted to hear people's stories, like real stories, not just what the stats at the doctor's office or whatnot. Yeah. I wanted real people's stories, the good, the bad, all of that. So yeah. um, that's how I found your podcast. And uh, that kind of led me to, <laughs> yeah. Um, between that and Instagram. Um, is- so, you know, my next question then I always ask stats, what yeah. was your highest weight ever been? So my highest ever was 321. And I lost that several years ago. And I kind of maintained, I kind of bounced back and forth between 280 and 250 back and forth, back and forth. So I had lost that several years ago. And then um, about five years ago, I started another weight loss journey and I was doing Weight Watchers and I was like on it and I lost 80 pounds and I got down to 212. But then life happened. I had some injuries and I ended up getting um, a DVT in my leg. So blood clots in my leg. And I could hardly walk. I couldn't walk for a few weeks. It was so painful. And it took about a year and a half to recover. And I gained all my weight back plus. So when I, January of this year, I uh, was up to, well, I got back up to like 313. And then January of this year, when I started my, my first appointment with the the bariatric surgeon I was 304 and uh now I I've lost down so surgery I'm sorry I'm a little rambly surgery uh day I was 288 and I have now lost 46.4 um post-op and 62 point something um since I, since January of this year. Yeah. So, so how yeah. tall are you and how old are you? If you don't, I am me. five. Oh no. When you're in your thirties, you will lie. Like nobody's business. When you're in your forties, you're like, ah, I'm in my late thirties. But when you're in your fifties, you're like, oh, screw it. I'm 50. Well, and we earned every bit of our years. <laughs> now I like, girl, I'm 51. I have been through I have lived a great story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm 53. I'll be 54 in January. And uh, I'm 5'5". Five five, so, so yeah. you're a cute little shorty like me. Not, you're like a tiny girl. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so short. Yeah. yeah but crazy. I'm in the middle, 5'5". Five five, so that's a good height. I wish I was 5'5". Five five. That's a good height. Yeah. I was like to make it to 5'7". But life didn't yeah so, for that way for me. so what surgery did you have I had the ruin y gastric bypass um I originally wanted to have the sleeve yeah I was gonna say because usually they that's what the first one they put you on is this yeah like, goes through the sleeve but I was not a candidate for the sleeve at all because I had um gastric uh acid reflux really bad and uh, my insurance wouldn't even cover bariatric surgery for the sleeve if you were uh, being treated for GERD. So I was, wow. it wasn't even an option. And so um, when I was meeting with the surgeon for the first time, he was like, yeah, sorry. I'm like, okay. And because honestly, I've learned so much since January of this year about bariatric surgery overall, Mm -hmm. but I had a little bit of misconceptions. To me, the RNY, RNY, whatever people want to call it, 
it was scarier to me than just cutting out some of your stomach. The whole routing, the routing. Yeah, reconnecting your intestines scared me. Yeah. But once I learned more about it and I heard other people's stories, it really felt comfortable. I, I felt like a peace with my choice. And um, so I, I'm glad I did it, did but it, yeah. I, I tell you my first five weeks were rough post-op for, well, I should say the first week actually was great. I was like, I got this. I really hardly had any pain post-op. Um, I was in the uh, hospital like overnight went home the next afternoon I took pain pills just or pain liquid not pills but um pain liquid that day after Mm -hmm. that I was fine I I didn't need any more stuff from the actual surgical pain Mm -hmm. and um, you know the first two weeks I was on a liquid diet first week clear liquids second week was just liquids and um about midweek, the second week, all of a sudden, I could not hardly take any liquids in. It was like when I would drink any water or herbal tea, it was like a hot fire poker feeling in my stomach. And I ended up getting dehydrated. It's terrifying. You feel like you're gonna you're dying because you can't even well, get liquids. I mean, I felt like I was, I literally felt like I was dying, like a slow death. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't consume anything. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. It was very scary. And so it got to the point and I was really super weak and, um, my brain was like, I was just so exhausted and not, I, I was just not thinking clearly, but I remember it was like Saturday, the 13th of August. And I remember that because it was my grandson's birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in the shower getting ready to go to his party. And it took every ounce of my being just to reach up to wash my hair. And I'm in the oh shower. I'm like, I go, this is not right. This is not right. And I, I got out of the shower and had to lay on my bed to rest and my heart was racing like crazy and um I called my mom and she's a retired RN and I said I think I'm dehydrated I go because at that point the day before I only took in eight ounces of fluids and then that day I had maybe four ounces and it was like four in the afternoon and I told her I go I think I need to go to the ER and she yeah. goes well call your on-call doctor just to let them know and make sure they yeah. don't want you to do something else so so I called and she's like yep go to the yeah. ER because and at so- that point there's once you get to that dehydration point there is no I'm going to go drink water and I can make up for it or you know once you're I at that too point far. there is nothing you can do Except go to the ER and get some fluids. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're already and past the point of return there. Exactly. And so I went that day and got fluids and I had a follow-up appointment for my two week follow-up, um, like the next Tuesday. And when I was in there, I was telling her just like all the stuff's going on about the fluids and my heart was racing like crazy my Fitbit would be giving me like, good job. And I'm sitting on the couch. So my heart rate was like 120 and above. And I thought you were on the treadmill. I didn't know. I like, I am not like normally that's like scary if you're not doing anything. So they were, uh, she thinks it was all related to the dehydration. It can make you have irregular heartbeats, but Mm -hmm. So she prescribed me IV infusions and um, I went a couple of times a week for the next several weeks afterwards. And they helped so much because I got a bag of fluids plus a bag of vitamins because my electrolytes were all out of whack and um, that can make your heart race as well. But at this point, did you regret were you terrified? Were you like, oh my God, what did I do? I'm just curious. What, what was your I, mindset at this Honestly, point? honestly, I had one evening like that. I was like, what on earth did I, I do? I screwed up. I screwed up. And <laughs> I was just like, I, this sounds so dramatic and crazy now, but I was like, 
if I die tonight, I'm good with God. I, I guess you just, you just feel like, I mean, yeah. cause you do feel like you're fighting for your life in the beginning. Yeah. You're starving. You're, you're, yeah. you're literally, you don't, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a crazy thing to take away, take that away from us to mm-hmm. consume an overabundance of food before and then to go to that and then you're like wait a minute how's my body making it on four ounces or three <laughs> ounce or what or two ounces whatever or that little cup that you were right you to get like how am I surviving and you don't realize you know how much too much food you were consuming before and then exactly. now you're like barely and you're still alive you you lived I yeah. did that next day I woke up and I'm like oh Hallelujah. I'm still yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of crack out, crack up about at myself about like, wow, Chilin, are you dramatic much? Or yeah. But that's where I was at that point. It's scary. It's scary. It is. And, yeah. uh, but after a few, so I feel like for me, five weeks is like, um, was my turning point of where all of a sudden my brain fog kind of cleared up and um, I just started feeling a lot better. My heart wasn't racing as much. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, my surgeon's office did ask me to go to my PCP about my heart. And they sent me to a cardiologist to get all checked out and everything was fine. They really all think it was dehydration related. So, well, once you yeah. get older, they, relate everything to our age you know I mean it's like, <laughs> my heart's okay guys you know my this you know they they just think we're already falling apart you know <laughs> they think they got to check everything you know and so but you're okay you made it yeah yeah and um weight loss surgery wise you know I I feel I, I, you know I'm still new um in my journey um and so, but I've kind of got my own little routine down with, you know, I, I still to get all the protein I need because I still can only eat like four ounces at a time. Yeah. And um, so I do supplement. I have a protein shake in the morning that has 40 uh, something ounces of protein in it. And uh, I'm going to the- quiz you. What, what have you eaten today? Today, take take me through what you've consumed today. Well, today was not a normal day because it was my day off and I slept in. But (laughs) so all I've consumed today is one meatball that I had leftover from dinner last night. I went out to eat and ordered a meatball sandwich without the bread. So I got the meatball. Yeah. Um, But normally most mornings I make my own smoothie because I do not like the pre- uh, uh, protein drinks, the pre-made ones that you buy after post-op and drinking those, I was like, I can't even have mm. another one, but, um, yeah. So like I, the powder maybe nothing. Yeah. I have, uh, the unflavored protein powder and I mix it in with some skim milk and peanut butter powder. And I put in like a quarter of a banana and that's like what I have for breakfast every day. And yeah. I got tired of it and I put some ice cubes in it and it just nice. And that's it my works, little, it works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love bananas. They, they are perfect for me. Um, the same. And I because just... my potassium was super low, actually I was below normal for a while. So I started, once I started eating just a little bit of banana, again, my potassium went back into the normal range. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What does it feel like to have bariatric surgery at our age, at this age? Do you, do you have well, a lot of regret? Cause I have a lot of regret. I mean, I feel bad, but I wish I, I didn't wait until I was 53 years old to have it. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, I kind of have been one of these people kind of everything for a reason. 
And so five years ago, like I mentioned before, when I was doing Weight Watchers, I was very disciplined for two and a half years of like tracking my food and eating in my point range. And I was also like, seriously, I worked out like three to four times a week. And I feel like that little bit of my journey prepared me for now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and before I learned more about obesity being a disease, um, I kind of was, had the misconception that it was like a willpower thing or like, why couldn't I maintain my weight loss, you know, but when you find out it's all your, it's a metabolic condition and, uh, you need to change up your set points and all that uh, to maintain a weight loss. Um, now I just have a different view on my journey of losing weight. And, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily have at this point an ideal weight I want to be. I just want to be to the point where I can do what I want and feel good and not being in pain. And I've already... Because before I was in chronic pain, um, that was partly what led me to having weight loss surgery. Because um, I was just tired, because it hurt so bad to do things. And I couldn't physically like gardening or like taking a walk, going on a hike. I couldn't do stuff I enjoyed yeah, because of my weight. And it was like so hard on my joints. And I think, um, and I think that's part of like, I'm all for the positive body movement of like whatever weight you weigh, but a lot of these young people, they're not 50 years old yet. And so they haven't had like 300 pounds on their body for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And when you reach a certain age, it's like, oh you know I may well I I think it's 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 not as simple as what you're taking in what you're putting out there's hormones there's so many other variables involved but also with metabolically well there's got to be a balance with metabolically well because you have people who have bariatric surgery who are three and four hundred pounds and have no comorbidities no issues so they're technically metabolically well but they're severely obese and right you know so there's got to be a balance between metabolically well and body mm-hmm. fat percentage I mean if you don't sure. want to do BMI that's fine because it's old standard but right if your body fat percentage is if you're 400 pounds or 300 pounds or you know you still have a lot of weight but you're metabolically well, I mean, that's not good enough either. No, so, I, yeah. I agree. And I was basically like that. I, um, I briefly looked into weight loss surgery about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. but my BMI at that time was not high enough mm-hmm. to qualify because I didn't have a comorbidity. Oh, yeah. And then um, this time, I still didn't have a comorbidity other than my joints, but they don't, you know, I still not diabetic. I didn't have high blood pressure, sleep apnea, which was, you know, none of that COS so, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually do have PO. Um, I can't say it now. Polycystic ovaries and POSC. Well, that's one but, of them. That's, but that's... not for my insurance. Mm, yeah. It wasn't a qualifier. So, yeah. um, but yeah and so what finally like made me do the turning point of like Mm -hmm. I'm having surgery and like my decision um so this past so last fall my sister passed away and she was just right before her 50th birthday she died from complications of throat cancer and uh I'm so sorry 
Yeah, it, it, it was a really sad time. And um, I was thinking about my own self. So I, like I, I had GERD for years and years and years. I've never gone to the doctor. I just took Prilosec every day to control my symptoms. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, when my sister passed away, I thought I better go get this checked out, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause GERD can cause, um, throat cancer. Throat cancer huh? And so this early January of this year, I finally, um, I went to see my do doctor and he scheduled me with the GI doctor. And so they were going to do the endoscopy to check my throat and stomach and all that. But when um, they scheduled my appointment, they're like, oh, we have to do your procedure in the hospital versus within their own little mm -hmm outpatient place and I'm like really why am I gonna go to the hospital oh because your BMI is too high and it was like a wake-up call to me I was like what oh my gosh really because I felt healthy other than I couldn't do what I wanted because I hurt too bad um <laughs> yeah yeah and uh it was like a light bulb just flicked in my head like I've really got to do something serious about this, you know? Um, uh, and I was like, weight loss surgery is really my only option. I've tried, you know, losing Everything. weight on my yeah. own mm -hmm. and I was not successful for maintaining a weight loss. And so I really started researching weight loss surgery and that led me on this path. So, and I'm really glad because um, even though I think probably like after my first 20 pounds, I was scared because, you know, we can't take uh, like ibuprofen or any incense anymore after surgery. And before surgery, I took like 800 milligrams at a time, um, just to function from pain. Mm -hmm. And I was so worried that post-op, like, oh my gosh, am I gonna, how am I going to control my pain? But taking the, the first 20 pounds off my body was such a difference in pain for me. And now I rarely have, um, like my body aches and pains. It's not really a big issue now being 62 pounds down so so what does that feel like you're 62 pounds down you did it the weight is coming off mm -hmm. how exciting it's so liberating isn't it it's like all this time I thought I mean this is me because I'm I'm giving my experience but I was the same way I could never figure out why the hell I can't lose weight I had a neighbor that we were big together and it was like, she lost weight because she was low in like some vitamin and they gave it to her and all her weight fell off. And I was like, damn it. Where, when am I going to find my, why can't I have diabetes or like something? Right. Like my mom was really big. She had got diabetes. She started taking medicine. She lost all her weight. It's like, where, when's my revelation going to come that I'm going to finally get to lose weight. And so what does that feel like for you to finally dropping the weight? It's happening. It's exciting. Yeah, feel better. Your joints feel really good. Like, yeah. what does it feel like? I know it's like, I'm able to go for walks again. Um, I still haven't gone hiking yet. Um, I'm not sure if I'm up to a big hike in the mountains yet, but I will be by springtime. Um, I'm, yeah. So I've been walking. My mom and I go for walks almost every day after work, and um, we're just. Um, it's a beautiful. It just feels good to do that. Um, I have another medical condition going on that I'm getting ready to have surgery on, so I can't do other physical exercise right now because I have a five pound weight limit. But, uh, which is kind of a bummer because I wanted to start lifting weights at this point in my journey, um, and tone up and stuff, but, um, so you can't, that, no, no. Yeah. So, but that's okay. Walking is good. It just feels good. 
it's good for my mental health too to be out in like stress relief for the it's like I I'm super lazy I don't want to do anything but when I do go for a walk I like to put in my headphone listen to my podcast not my podcast because nobody listens to their own voice again (laughs) and again and again so but I have my own podcast that I listen to too and so right there's something so peaceful about getting out there and just having the air touch your face and the sun and just it's a beautiful feeling I love walking I think is one of the healthiest um yeah I enjoy it it's 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 good for me (laughs) it works so I'm I'm just really glad because for, you know, a year and a half, I was not able to go on any walks at all because after my DVT and um, because it was so painful and uh, it's just, I'm grateful for being able to now. Yeah, no, I know. One thing I always, I, I always like to ask though, do you know where your obesity stemmed from or do you know, cause I, I know where mine stemmed from. I had a really rough childhood, a really rough. I mean, I was chopping cotton. We were, uh, we had to work when I was in elementary school, early junior high, like I had to work and, you know, I have sexual trauma, physical, emotional, like sibling abuse. Like it just, I have so much childhood trauma in my life and it led me on a path of, needing a cover a protection yep so yep. nobody would look at me and nobody would want me and I felt like it was my cover and so it took me you know being older now this is my third time losing this much weight and the first two times I was kind of shocked and it was like I was um I didn't know how to people would look at me and with, Hey, I want, I want you eyes, you know, and it made me feel dirty and I felt violated and I, I couldn't cope. And so food was my cover and I went back to food and it took me a long time to get therapy. I use better help. It is just an amazing counseling service. And so I, It just took me forever. And I think that's, that's a huge part of our bariatric um, lives is it comes from somewhere and it may not be that bad as mine, (laughs) but it may be something, you know? Yeah. I've wondered on and off. So when I was um, a teenager, so I, I, I didn't grow up with obesity, um, for myself but when I was a teenager I was probably in well I wasn't probably I was in a kind of abusive mentally abusive relationship with this boy and he would always tell me how fat I was I mean I weighed 130 pounds right oh my god and he would always tell me you're so fat it's like you're lucky I'm with you and now I'd be like I'm such a different person now but you know and I think I would just felt so bad and I honestly thought at 130 pounds I'm as big as I am now you're probably like just juicy and thick in all the right places you know know. you weren't even I'm sure if you saw a picture of yourself you'd be like what are you talking about you know exactly exactly yeah, and he... so I, uh, him and I, we broke up and I basically stopped eating at that time. I was like swimming and drinking tab and living on carrots. And then I had this moment when I was swimming where I was like exhausted and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I have no energy. I cannot finish this lap in the pool. Anyways, after that, I started eating again. And then I, I gained weight because, you know, I went into starvation mode, start eating again. And then I went to like 140 after that and maintained 140 for most of my teenage years. And then um, when I got pregnant with my daughter, so um, my husband and I, we, I got married when I was 19. So very young. 
and uh, he had cancer and they were doing experimental cancer treatments on him and they were like if y'all want to have kids it's now or never so anyways I got pregnant the weekend before his treatment started and when I think some of it was um I just started eating like crazy <laughs> and I was like, I'm eating for 10, <laughs> even though, and I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant with my daughter, I gained 80 something pounds. And after I had her, um, I would just start gaining weight. Like I felt like I didn't even change anything and I would gain 50 pounds in that year. And then the next year, the other, you know, so I, that's how I ended up like at 320 something pounds. And I dealt with like depression and stuff over the years, mostly seasonal depression. I live in here in the Pacific Northwest and, and I finally in my early forties went and started getting therapy for like some of my childhood um, trauma that I had. And it's like, all of a sudden um, I felt like I'm like breaking out <laughs> of that shell that I like, kept protecting myself with, you know, and um, so it, and then that's like when I started losing weight and, um, but I just couldn't maintain that weight loss, you know, just on my own. And, but therapy, I, I a hundred percent support people going to therapy. Yeah. It's so helpful. And, um, it's hard, hard work. It's hard work. Uh, unfortunately, but, I think the mental work is the hardest this time around. I don't feel that vulnerability like I did the other two times, you know, I mean, I have, he's my second husband. Uh, my first husband was amazing too, but I have found my strength and I don't feel the way that I did when I was younger. I, I feel, right. um, I'm okay. And I'm, I'm okay being at the weight. I'm like 128 right now, but I'm short. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay. And I, it's okay to feel sexy and it's, it's okay. Yes, and it's, it, and it's okay to wear a muscle shirt or to have somebody look at me and I don't feel dirty or scared. I don't have those same feelings anymore. And so right. I, I finally, but you know, the work is really hard and I think it's, um, it's a struggle, but it's for some of us, you know, the statistics are what they are for bariatric patients and we can try to avoid it or run from it, but it comes from yeah. somewhere and losing weight is probably not even 20% of the process. That's, that's it's the, all. yeah, and it's all up there. And so I find it very interesting. Yeah. And I do believe that some of obesity is genetic. Um, mm -hmm. Like my family, like my grandpa was a big man and um, my mom can, she's not like an obese person, but she tended to, she would gain a little weight, but she was able to lose it and keep it off. But um, and then there was me, all of like the extreme, my little sister that passed away, she was always like a hundred pound person. And then here's me, the other extreme, we were just <laughs> yeah. uh, opposites. It's like, why did I get that genetics to not gain weight? But so yeah. how's your husband doing with the food in the house changing and, you know, your diet changing <sighs> and your dinner? How's how is that change? Because it does change. Like my husband well, eats all the time, and <laughs> well, honestly, uh, so my grown adult daughter and my grandson live with us as well, and um, honestly, they still bring in all the bad food. Like they, they, 
they went to Costco today. So there's cookies in my kitchen right now. There's all the bad stuff. And uh, one day I kind of like backhanded joked with them. I was like, you would never know a bariatric patient lives in this house with all this crap that y'all bring in. Yeah. And, um, but the one thing that saves me from it is I am scared to death of dumping syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I have not even been tempted to go have a cookie or candy or whatnot. So, um, and in our family, we, this is part of what was bad for my weight gain is we're bad planners on food planning. And so it's like, fend for yourself night, you know, go make a sandwich call, order pizza or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they still do that. They'll run and go get fast food, but I'll make my little whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, we're all doing our own thing. So, but my husband's really supportive of it. And he, um, as far me and he, um, he's all, uh, he's a good guy. And, uh, well, it's good. You kind of have that support system there to kind of help you. My, my husband, um, he cooks more than I do because I just feel like I can get a piece of toast, gluten-free toast, and I'm good to go put me some avocado on it and I am good I mean there I is. don't I only need a few bites like you know when we go right. out to eat it's like if you get an appetizer I'll get a little bit of that but don't even give me like I've give I've just given up on trying to because you can't eat a lot and so yeah. why waste the money I'm I'm sort of getting I'm getting better at that I used to still order what I would have ordered before oh wow yeah yeah because I want it I still, my brain still wanted it, but I couldn't eat it. And so now I'm, I'm getting a lot better in that aspect of it. What's your goal weight? Do you have a my, number? I would be, first of all, like, I'd be so ecstatic to get under 200 pounds. I have not weighed under 200 pounds since I was 19 years old. So that is kind of like my first, like, get it. Um, that's a that's a goal. part that's a party day that's uh yeah and so I was like oh I got down to 212 like five years ago and I was like just couldn't get that last but so I'm excited that I I know I'm gonna get under 200 pounds so I after that you know for my height BMI I think it's like 145 ish but I will be very happy I think at 180 and then from there, I'll make a decision, you know, yeah. it's like, I'll just see how I am, how I feel. Um, my surgeon, he was like, he, he's really was confident that 180 is not even going to be a problem for me. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you got that exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah. So how about your yeah. clothes? Are your clothes getting bigger? Oh my gosh. That's yeah. It, I, a lot of my clothes, I, this, I just bought new, so it's not like falling off my shoulders, but, um, I work from home, so I rarely leave my house. So I still wear my two big clothes cause no one sees me. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, I'm like, I need to go buy some stuff, but I don't want to spend all that money yet. Cause I'm still in the beginning. So yeah. it's still the rapid weight loss. I think the biggest tip that I can give, and I'm sure anybody in bariatric community would give you is I would go to like resale shops or Goodwill yeah. because as small as you, you are now, you're losing weight and you feel really great in where you're at, you're going to be three times small. You're going to be way smaller than that. You're going to get yeah. to 180 and these, none of these clothes are going to fit you. So don't right. spend money at all. Yeah, exactly. So, just... But I, I've started my bag of the two big clothes to go get rid of. So, yeah. Oh my God, it's so I'm exciting. Just... Oh, I, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. It's how's your mom feel? I bet she's super excited. She is. And she's like, honestly, my biggest cheerleader. Um, my mom and I are super close and uh, 
So she was like, I'm not going to let you get those bad habits again. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, moms are, uh, I don't know. How, how old is your mom? My mom's 75. Oh, my mom's, well, I'm the youngest of all of her children. She's 84. Oh, okay. I'm, I mean, she had me like in her mid thirties. I mean, she was like really older. So, um, yeah, yeah but, um, when they get older like that, when she gets like, she's going to get grouchy. <laughs> so it's like the older they get, they get more grouchy. I don't know. My yeah. mom's grouchy. She's grouchy, but that's good that your mom can walk and like go with yeah. you. And, like, that's so nice that you have that. Like, yeah, that makes, she's a young 75. <laughs> she is. Yeah. That makes all the difference is to have that support system. I think it, it really does help a lot. Yeah, I agree. I, I, my heart goes out to the people that don't have any support system and they're just doing this on their own. And, yeah. And it's like, really it's tough. such a change life change it would be hard not to have support I think yeah no I it it's would be impossible you know we're having the bariatric cruise have you heard of it I know and I wish I could go but it's like right at my busiest work time of the year and so we have we have one in June but we also have one in October I know out of Texas (laughs) that's a bad time too yeah Uh, well, maybe so, the next year, maybe in 2024. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. But I yeah. would love to, but I was like, oh, it's sort it's of like I'm it's blown up. We have 150 people already registered for June. That's awesome. That are already booked That's in awesome. cabins. And then the October, the girlfriend's getaway is we have like 20 women already so far. So it's so exciting. Yeah, um, that's so good that you've been inspired to. Well, I think you can't do this without community, community, and just having a platform to share your story and listen to other people's stories. And it really makes a difference to have somebody who knows where you're at. If you went out to eat with your work colleagues, they'd be like, what's wrong? You know, that's all you're eating, you know? And so it's, it's good to be around people who know where you're at, know how you feel and know what you're going through and just that peer-to-peer support is so amazing yeah I agree I agree so (laughs) I like to always end the episodes with do you have something you want to pass on to a pre-op patient or somebody who's in their 50s like us who is just like you know what I it's too late I've already lived my life and or just any advice for anybody that you'd like to pass on? Well, I think the biggest advice I can give that I'm learning um, is to really listen to your body. Um, I think that is key. And if you, especially if you're newly post-op and something doesn't feel right, don't be scared to call your doctor's office, even if it's after hours or the weekend, mm. you know, that they're there for you. And um, don't be scared if you don't feel right. Um, and the other thing that has been really, I'm learning um, is I can't control everything, right? Mm. <laughs> I try, I, I, to control things and um, I've been blessed in a sense to learn that I just have to let it go um, have faith my path my journey is gonna um, go the way it needs to be mm-hmm. um, and uh, really we we don't have a lot of it's so hard to say, but we don't have control over the big life-changing things and life's going to happen. There's going to be good days and bad days, bad times. Um, but we can't let those bad times put us on the backslide into bad habits and that's not healthy for us. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to go back 
to your yeah crutches you know your your go-tos you know when you're like I used to eat when I was bored when mm-hmm. I was happy when I was sad I was you know on the go taking a trip boy we, we take a trip I already know there's junk food involved so it's really hard to change that mindset like let's pre-pack let's you know it's a whole new way of living and it's so right it's yours now yeah yeah it's, I'm, it's yours I'm really grateful that um that I have moved forward and I made my choice of having weight loss surgery and yeah it's, it's it was a good decision for me so <laughs> well I'm so glad one, I'm so thankful that I we met you at in yes. Tacoma, and I wanted to get with you. And I messaged a couple of times. Have you had surgery or not yet? Or you know, I'm so right. glad we got you finally had your surgery, and we finally got to do an episode together. Me and too. It's I'm so excited for you. It's I can't wait to see you in six months. And you definitely oh. need to post that scale picture of yeah. you. Cause I think of Instagram as like a diary. Like I do too. That's yeah. what I use my Instagram for. Yeah. It's more of a, it's not even for other people. It's for yourself. These, these yeah. moments of little bits of success that you can look back on later and say, man, I remember I was there or I remember yeah. that day or I, re-, and it's, exactly. it's a beautiful thing to kind of see where you are now and how far you're going to come. Cause yeah, you're going to get there. And it's kind of for my age, it feels like I feel like I'm in my 30s. Like I feel young again. And yeah, I don't have body pain. I don't have any of those things. I feel so good. It's That's awesome. And so, you know, it, it's going to be that way for you, too. And you're going to feel like a brand new person. Yeah, I'm already starting to, so that's good. It's so exciting, but thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Sharing. Appreciate you. I'll have to tell Doug when he gets home. um, Yeah, tell Doug hi. (laughs) Yes, that you. I talked to you, and he's gonna be. He asked about you a few times. Like he's like, how is that sweet? Yeah. Thank you for coming on and being here, and I look forward to following your progress. And well, thank you. All right, girl. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast. And check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries. For more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.